June 23rd, 2004. I think that it's Wednesday. I'm not really sure. The days here on the island seem to run together. I've been here in Jamaica now for about five days. It has truly been wonderful. Where I am living is absolutely beautiful place. I live in a two bedroom villa on Sunset Beach in Freeport, Montego Bay. The villa sits in a community called Bay Point that actually sits on a peninsula. From my lanai, I have a perfect view of the bay and the mountains just on the other side of the water. People here call them hills. I call them mountains because I am from Florida. This place is so perfect for me to heal myself and write, write this book. I could not ask for a better place to go, to get my head together and to hear God. My days here in Jamaica are so simple. I awaken to the sun shining on my face through the bedroom window about 6.30, 7 o'clock every morning. I brush my teeth and walk around the, the house. Then I go outside and walk through the garden and to the stone path that leads to the edge of the bay. Right at the edge of the water is a large white gazebo where I like to sit and read or, or even write. I'm sitting here now. No matter how hot it is, and it can get hot, there's always a strong breeze to cool you off in this spot. This might sound a little strange, especially for the brothers, but after I sit for a while by the water, I usually like to pick a few flowers to make an arrangement for the house. Then I go back inside and read a bit and eat a bit of breakfast. Usually, by the time I'm finished, Marcia, my housekeeper, is at the place preparing lunch or something along those lines. And from there, I just go with the flow, as a very dear, dear friend of mine advised me to do when I got to the island. Yes, just go with the flow. And that is exactly what I intend on doing. June 24th. This place is so wonderful. Its community is so simple. Every morning, like clockwork, everybody's day begins, seemingly so passive and with ease. One of the first things that's heard is the sound of window shutters being opened at the hands of the housekeepers. The family that lives across the garden from me, one by one, come out onto their lanai to eat breakfast together. After my good mornings to them. I, I walk to the water to hear the cries of a two-year-old little Tara that raises more hell than you could imagine. She cries every morning around the same time. She being the outspoken little darling that she is, yells at you to the top of her tiny voice as you walk by her bungalow. Hello, hello. You had better acknowledge her too, or she won't stop. She is hilarious. June 24th, later that day. As I sit and ponder the book, I've tried to sit at my computer and write, but it is not working one bit. I find it much easier and far more natural for me to write in my personal journal. When I write by hand, it allows the words to flow much easier. 
So I think I'm going to try creating the book out of my journal. Wow, is that so funny? How I thought I had the whole thing planned out. I said to myself early on that I would only read for the first week. Then I was to take a, uh, the first three days of the second week and just meditate and commune with my source, God. After that, I was to start writing the book. Yeah, right. It appears that infinity had another plan all along. Well, I am just going to go with the flow. I now see that the book is emerging out of the experiences that I am having here in Jamaica. I can see there being lessons in each situation. I'm really trusting that destiny guide the writing of this book for me and for those that read it. This is the this is the wrap up. This is us, you and I talking now. Um, and, and what I'll be doing is throughout this this um, audio series of of the book, uh, we'll be having some real candid conversations. Um, I'm not reading from the book anymore. Um, I will start again in, in part two, but this is the end of part one, the, the dilemma. Many times we face so many different things. And the whole point about this part of the book and wrapping it up is that to identify and to accept where we are. Depression is real. Let's, let's, let's not play with ourselves. Depression is real. Um, it is one of the, one of, uh, it is a major killer. It is something that we have to deal with, but it's, it's, it appears to be so elusive. You know, how do you deal with depression? You know, society would tell us now that, that, that we have to deal with depression by medicating ourselves, uh, you know, taking some pills and um, people handle depression in all types of ways. What I did, yes, in this situation, I chose to unplug. I chose to, to fly off to, to Jamaica. The question that I know many people have, you know, do I have to leave the country or do I have to, you know, I, I have responsibilities. I have a family. I have children. Um, I have a business to run. Um, I'll say a couple of things to that. You don't have to leave the country. You do not have to have a whole lot of money or anything like that to, to, to find your place. But you better find your place. You need to find a place where you can unplug and disconnect from everything that you know. And if you think you cannot afford to unplug and disappear and find yourself a place where you can begin to hear God or you can begin to talk and commune with yourself and you, your experience begins to speak volumes to you. If you think you can't afford it, well, try affording not doing it. Try to just separate yourself. Spend time every day, just you. You know, before you pick the kids up from school or, you know, just a, if, if you have a 20 minute lunch break, a 30 minute lunch break, make it your time. Disconnect, disconnect and connect to something that's greater than you. You have the ability to do it. You cannot afford to stay in it because while you're in that darkness, while you're in that darkness and you're in the state of that dilemma, it is very difficult to see clearly the objective for this section for us is to unplug. So if you are if, if you are one of those people that, that are on this journey with me as, as, I, as I attempt to heal myself, unplug. 
How you unplug is the way you unplug. My way may not be the best way, but it worked for me. You find your way. Please unplug. Part two, unveiling the darkness, our path to purpose. The power of attention. In this section, this is one of my favorite parts of, of the book, and it is it is designed for you to really pay close attention because it is our attention. It is what we pay close attention to that means so much in our transformation. So in this section, our job now, our objective is to unveil, is to lift off and to remove the illusion of darkness. And that's all it is. It is an illusion and our attention is key. Remember, we started off the book with a simple statement. In the presence of light, darkness can never prevail. It can never, ever prevail. When you walk into a room and that room is dark, it is pitch black and you can't see anything. The moment, the very second that you turn on the light, the darkness has to yield itself to that energy. Light vibrates at a higher frequency than the darkness. And so therefore, darkness has no power over the light. None whatsoever. So let's begin. Have you ever paused to look at a picture? I mean, really looked at a picture of a dear friend or, or a close relative and felt their being through their smile in the photograph? Or have you ever remembered the familiar scent of their favorite cologne? Relived a funny moment shared between the two of you. If you haven't, do it. Really, do it now. Turn it off, turn it off. Play with this. <laughs> So try it. See what happens when you slow down enough to simply gaze at a picture. Being here in Jamaica, away from all that is familiar to me, I found myself looking, gazing at reflections of those that are dearest to me. To see their smiles, laughter, and happy moments captured and frozen in time is a revelation of their infinite splendor and nature. I can feel a sense of oneness with them by simply placing my attention on them. Wow. <laughs> I now realize that it is not the picture at all that makes me experience the reality of oneness or closeness with them, but the attention I place on them that establishes a connection with the infinite part of their being. At the moment of contact, an instantaneous sensation of love moved through my spirit. It is still here with me now. The wonderful thing here is an experiential lesson in the power of attention. When we focus our attention on that which is, but is not, we possess through our attention the ability to bring that thing into being into our experience, our present moment space. Our attention is the key, the key to unleashing many things. Attention is the great summoner of all things. 
With this key, we unlock the door to the creative potentiality of the universe. All that has been created in man's material world finds its genesis in the thought of a man or woman or his attention. Therefore, we must ever be mindful of that which we cast our attention on for in our attention lies the potential to summon all things, both good and bad. With our thoughts, we are constantly creating the world that we live in, literally. As a man thinketh, so is he. We are forever shaping our experiences, our path, our very destiny with our attention. At this very moment, both you and I are birthing our tomorrow. Will our tomorrow possess all the happiness we deserve? All the wealth and prosperity we wish to appear so abundantly without fail? Will our tomorrow be filled with joy and laughter or pain and sorrow? It is all left up to and predicated by where our attentions are at this very moment. Where have your attentions been lately? If your life is not a reflection of what you believe your heart's desire is, then look to place your attention elsewhere. And in due season and in uncommon hours, quietly, without grandeur, will your true desire become manifest. Many times we find ourselves recreating the same conditions of unfulfillment and failure over and over again, simply because that is what we fear. What we fear most, we think of often. What we fear most, we think of often. I'll say it one more time. What we fear most, we think of often because we imagine the conditions of our failure so much our attention is continuously on those conditions thus quietly and passively consistently and constantly we are ever summoning our own very fears into our material existence the more attention we place on a thing the more beingness if you will it has the more real it becomes attention is energy it is the power to build and create the more energy we give a thing the larger it becomes the more form it possesses the more energy we give our fears the larger and more powerful they grow to be literally consuming all of our passions happiness and joy as our fears continue to grow larger and larger with each passing day, our mind can only think of the miserable conditions now in our life that are the direct manifestation of our fear. Because the conditions are where every drop of our attention is, the evidence of these conditions get even larger, so much so that the evidence starts to manifest itself in our physical bodies. The negative energy has gotten so enormous that sickness now begins to take hold of our lives. A vicious cycle of the power of attention misunderstood and misused has started. It has started a downward spiral of attention and creation that is hard, 
very hard, almost impossible to undo. I found myself caught up in this dark, dark place, depressed, alone, and broken. The only thing that could save me was choosing to unplug, to totally disconnect from all and everything that I knew myself to be at that moment. Nothing that had the slightest resemblance to the dark, dark place could I have in my space any longer. The old me had to die in order to save my soul. I gave up the ghost of that existence for a new one. Only then was I ready to put on a new garment. At the present moment, I am in the process of being fitted for a new and more beautifully tailored suit. The beautiful island of Jamaica is my personal outfitter. God's words are my fabric and the many lessons and experiences here are my needle and thread. I am not sure how long this process is going to be, but I have seen the end, the path that I am to travel. The words in this book are my payment of love, a token that I offer gladly to God for my new wardrobe my new life, a life that I choose, a life fashioned and shaped by the infinite expression of my soul truth. The to be brought into being. Understanding all the while this is a path of divine purpose and of divine fulfillment. After choosing all this, I must resign myself from the pursuit of the outcome. I simply must follow the path that has been laid before me by infinity and do so aggressively. In order for my life to be new and my vision fulfilled, I must surrender to purpose. Every breath I breathe, every step I take must be in alignment with the purpose of my life. Such may be your walk in the pursuit of your own divine purpose. From all this, this approach is the only way that I, I know to successfully break the cyclical pattern of brokenness and defeat, the downward spiral of darkness and depression, of aloneness, the spirit of oppression, of fear at the hand of ego, and physical illness brought about by a life of negative existence, negative thinking, and negative attention. Your personal path of renewal may be different than that of my own, but rest assured that if you ever find yourself in such an extreme place of brokenness, an extreme measure of complete change must be employed by you. You must redirect your attention quickly without fail in order to break the cycle, to save yourself, your thought attention paradigm must evolve, must shift to embody and embrace a positive, the positive end of the energy spectrum of life. Remember, your attention is energy, the power to build and create literally. It is the key to the unleashing of many things. It is the great summoner of all that is and will be. Your thought attention paradigm is the matrix 
for which you create your world around you. It is the framework of our life that predetermines that which flows from us out into the universe and what blessings or curses that we bring upon ourselves. For we have been given dominion to be exercised herein. Yes, we have been given the ability to create our own experience on this side of infinity. This is our path. God has granted and gifted us with the power of free will to shape this path as we choose. I choose to create a path where I see much love and blessings that I give to others as well as I receive myself. I see a world with no boundaries or limits on the expression of the soul, an existence of peace, joy, and inner silence. I see a life of excitement and passion where I experience the laughter of God in my spirit. I see a place where I am in constant communion with the source of all things, a place where lack and want have no being. I feel in my heart and soul the flow of abundance now in my life. I know a place where I speak it and it manifests itself. This place being in connection with source, I embrace a reality where, whereby my thoughts, words, and deeds bless the world and me. I see a life at its end. Like the apostle St. Paul is poured out and completely empty. The course finished and the fight well fought. That everything given to me is given to the world. I pray that humanity may walk in the fullness of God's love and abundance, his gift, his celebration of the soul, life. Thank God. Sitting here thinking about, you know, th this is our freestyle part, um, the power of attention. I really would like for, for all of us to just, even me, even me, to continue to listen to the power of attention because it is, is so serious about what, what we look at so much and what we see. One of, the, one of, the, um, one of my great mentors uh, that, that I've read so much uh, of his work uh, by Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Dyer, he says that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I'll say it again. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Perspective is, is so key in this. And, 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 and if you can get and understand in your spirit that your attention, what you look at so often, what you, what you pay attention to. Do you have a positive outlook on life? Do you have a negative outlook on life? Are you a pessimist? You know, are, are you afraid all the time? Whatever it is that your attention is on is creating your reality. And if you are not happy right now, right now, as you're listening to this CD, if you are not happy with your life, if you don't see the picture manifesting the way you want it to manifest, that means to a great extent, the attention, the thoughts that you're having, the tension that you're placing on your life right now, the thoughts that you have every day are not in alignment with what you really wish to manifest. 
So listen to uh, the the attention. This thought attention paradigm thing is, is is very serious, and it's it's a way that we galvanize ourselves in the positive. You know that's our objective here. Our our objective is to galvanize ourselves in the positive and look at our lives in such a way that we begin to create daily. Day by day, we begin to create the reality that we truly want. Think about the things that you want to manifest in your life. Think about the positive relationships. Think about about the, the prosperity and, and the wealth or the great health. Uh, think about a wonderful family, great children, children doing well in school. I want that your attention to be on that. Spend the time not walking in fear because fear is a monster. Fear is a, it, it, it will defeat and over overpower the reality that you really, really, really want to shape in your life. So forget fear. Concentrate on the things that your heart really desires and believe in those things because it says whatever you believe in, whatever you desire in your heart, believe that you have already received it and it is yours. It shall be yours. It shall manifest itself in, in, in your space. So think about that. Your attention, where is your attention? Please take your attention to a place that matches and is in constant alignment with the vision that you've seen for your life.